We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. So we'd like to take this time at the end of the year to talk to you about how you can set yourself up for the most fabulous new year, most fabulous 2023 that you could ever experience in your entire life. Every experience is coming to you. Every experience that you've had this year was coming to you. You've had all the experiences you need to have this year. You had all the actions and choices and decisions that you needed to make. Everything you need to manifest, everything that you are in the process of becoming was initiated in 2022. And as you get ready for 2023, more of the same will come. But yet you've reached a perspective that few humans on earth have ever reached. And so what's in store for you in 2023 is nothing short of unimaginable. Now, here's the issue with the unimaginable. The unimaginable is what you truly want. It's creation based in love. It's creation based at the highest perspective that you can possibly imagine. When you think about what you want in 2023, you may make lists and you may make New Year's resolves and goals and these sort of things, but all of those things are based in a limited perspective, the perspective that you hold now compared to the perspective you will hold next year. And so we invite you to think about yourself in a new way. Think about yourself in a more empowering way. Think about the beliefs that got you here and the belief system that can be more malleable as you move forward. As you make your belief system, your mental construct, a little bit more malleable and see yourself in the higher perspective, then you can put away your boxes. You can put away thinking about anything you think you want because what you think you want is generally based in the lack of what you have. Since you are the universe, since your entire reality is you, it is simply a reflection of how you're being and how you've been being up until this point in time. There's a little momentum there, but that momentum will shift as you raise your perspective. Not immediately, but it'll shift over time as you choose to react differently to circumstances that you once thought were bad or wrong and now see them in a new light, in a more empowering way, in a more truthful way, as good and right and necessary for the becoming that which is you, then you will start to embrace everything that is happening. Everything that's happening to you, everything that's happened to those around you, those you love, everything that's happening in the world, you will see it in a new way. The way you will see it is an empowered way, a true way, an authentic way. It is the way of perfection. Everything is unfolding perfectly for you and for everyone else based in who you're being, what your vibration is, what your perspective is, and what your pre-birth intentions are. All those around you are doing the exact same thing. They had certain pre-birth intentions. They have certain things to discover about themselves. They have certain experiences that are necessary for them. Now, from a limited perspective, you might say those experiences would be bad and wrong, but you know that there is no bad and wrong. That is the perception of duality in a physical earth system such as this where there are things to fear and a survival instinct to be aware of, yet most of your fears and most of the world's fears are not true. They're irrational. They're not going to lead to imminent death or harm in any way. The fear of what someone thinks is not going to lead to any possible injury or harm in any way. And so these fears are irrational. When you're inspired to do something, you will have an irrational fear and you will Maybe not want to do it because of this fear, but the fear is irrational and can be processed. You can process any belief that causes these irrational fears to pop up. You can also create a more empowering belief system by feeling the feeling of what it felt to feel good 
any time in the past. In fact, if you can remember a time in the past that felt good to you, an accomplishment or achievement or some experience that was wonderful from your perspective, well, you can relive that experience and you can amp up that feeling in it. When you work towards thinking about these feelings that you would like to feel, well, the universe takes care of the rest. This is simply how the system works. Now, the feeling of this reality is why you're here and no feelings are actually bad. No feelings are actually wrong. Nothing is actually personal. Nothing actually means anything. Everything is actually neutral. When you can start to feel into, lean into those feelings that you once declared were bad or wrong or did not feel good, and you can sort of understand them in a new way, well, then you'll change your reality. Because how you're reacting now is based in what you think is a bad feeling. How you're moving forward is often deterred by a fear of a bad feeling or a negative emotion. If you can realize that there are no negative emotions whatsoever, then you can lean into every experience and you can choose what it means for you. You can choose to see it in a positive light and you can choose to see it as a victim. Now that is your perspective. That's your perspective. And in that perspective, you have certain choices, decisions, actions available to you. No other actions are available to you outside of that perspective. Raise the perspective, you raise your quality of choices, decisions, and actions. You lower your perspective by perceiving yourself as a victim, and you limit your choices, actions, and decisions that can be made. So the idea here then is to always think of yourself in the most empowering way possible, see yourself from the highest perspective possible, see your past 2022 as perfect. See your life as perfect. See yourself as perfect. See your friends, neighbors, family as perfect as well. See that the entire system of physical reality is one of complete perfection. There are no accidents. There are no coincidences. There are no mistakes. Everything is working out perfectly for everyone. Now, you must understand that how you react to anything is based in your perception of your reality, which is, in fact, you. If you see it as bad and wrong, you are calling your creation bad and wrong. If you see it as good and right, you're calling your creation good and right. The issue here is that you want to call it wrong because you think in the calling wrong, it can be improved. But since it's perfect to begin with and it's giving you everything you need as a reflection of who you're being, there is no purpose in calling it wrong or bad. The purpose is seeing it as right and perfect. And that is a very high perspective. You can see from that perspective that new actions are possible now. You don't have to react in the same old way. You don't have to think in the same old way. You don't have to limit yourself in the same old way. You can open yourself up to complete freedom, complete abundance, complete joy, and the experience of the unimaginable. So if you will simply raise your perspective in 2023, this is what awaits you. This is what you truly want. This is what you came for. This is the example that you want to lead with. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Joshua. This is Jewel. Hi, Jewel. I love your teaching. Thank you so much. So you're saying it's perfect to begin with and to change your perspective, to open yourself up to complete joy and abundance. So right now I've been laid off from work and I'm looking for a job and I'm falling into fear because of the finances. Excellent. So how do I do what you are saying? What are some practical things that you see for me? Thank you. We love talking about the practical things that you can do, but the most practical thing you can do is look at your situation objectively. 
not from the perspective of the victim where this is happening to you, but from the perspective of the creator where this is a opportunity to choose a new reaction, a new choice of looking at it, a new decision to make, a new way of looking at yourself. How is being laid off at that last job the best possible thing for you? Well, sometimes when you're in the middle of it, can't always see it. Sometimes it looks like, whoa, I might not ever get a job again. I might not be able to pay my bills or afford to live in my house. I might have to make changes that I don't want to make. But that would be necessary for you if that was part of your journey. Now, if it's not part of your journey, it cannot happen. There is no need to worry about what is happening because either way, it's for you perfectly. So if it was part of your journey, part of your experience to go through a experience where you couldn't pay your bills for some reason and you had to rely on the help of others, that would be highly beneficial based in your perspective of yourself. You might see that you have lots of friends and you have lots of people to come in and help you and support you where you might have thought before you're on your own. Now, if that's a beneficial experience for you, why wouldn't you want it? Of course you would. Now, going into it, you would say, oh, I wouldn't want that. But when you go through the experience and look back and you would say, oh, that was amazing. How all these people stepped forward to assist me and to help me on my feet and to give me a little breathing room before I got the next job. Now, you could look at your situation as probably what it is, is that you are ascending to a new perspective of yourself. That old job doesn't match this perspective. That old job was dead weight. The old job was bringing you nothing new. You have now time to really think about what you want and why you want it. Do you really want to be in something that you're not passionate about? Do you really want to be exchanging time for money in doing things that aren't thrilling for you? Do you really want to be in the company of those who are still in fear and still exploring the inauthentic versions of them? Or do you want to embrace what's happening now and say, well, you know, I always had a limited perspective of what I could do in my career and where that was going and how much money I can make. But now I've changed that perspective. I've listened to these teachings for a little while. I've started to think things maybe like I'm the creator of my reality, that things are happening for me and not to me, that I'm no longer the victim, that I can really be, have, and do anything. So now what would I really want? Well, I would want the unimaginable. If I could have anything, I would want that which is not possible for me to imagine from where I am now. I want to be thrilled and delighted by what's to come. I want to engage in something I'm really interested and passionate about. I want to mix it up with people who are also interested in what they're doing. I want to experience life on a much higher level. I want to live life. I don't want to go through the routine of working 40 hours a week in a cubicle or behind a desk or behind a storefront or any of these things. While that's fine and that served me well to this point in time, what I want now is something I cannot imagine. Now, if that's where I'm going, if that's what I'm wanting, if that's what I'm allowing myself to have, if I see myself as worthy of everything the universe has to offer, yet I offer no control whatsoever, then I'm just going to go on inspiration. I'm going to feel the fear when the inspiration comes, but this time I'm not going to succumb to that fear. I'm going to embrace that fear. I'm going to process those limiting beliefs that cause the fear, and I'm going to push forward. I'm going to push past that fear to do whatever I'm inspired to do, even when the world around me is calling me crazy for attempting these things or for thinking these things. Well, 
that's okay for them because they're not really where I am yet. They'll catch up. They'll be fine. And actually what they would really benefit from is an example of someone who is living in an unimaginable life. If I could actually do this, if I could actually push past that fear, maybe I'd be inspiring to them. Maybe they would change their minds too. Maybe they would think about themselves in more empowering ways. If I really wanted to be of service to those around me, should I still remain in fear and still be limited by my thoughts? Or should I take a chance and maybe do something that comes to me that seems exciting in the time? Well, I think that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to take this time that I have. I'm going to take the next couple of weeks. I'm going to start the new year, not by the old way of looking at what I don't have or looking at what I think I'm not doing properly and try to correct those things. But by looking at my life and myself as perfect, by imagining that I'm worthy of every single thing that could ever come my way, that the universe is supporting me, that my inner self is guiding me, that I have millions of guides and supporters that are helping me every single literal step of the way. And there's nothing I have to do anymore. I do not have to do anything I don't want to do. Well, I have to look at it and see, do I not want to do it because I'm in fear or do I not want to do it because it doesn't align with who I truly am? That's the question that you get to ask yourself now. Whenever you make any step, why? Why would I do this? Why would I even have a job? Why would I even go to an interview? Why would I even think about the future? Why would I even move out of the present moment? Why would I do anything? Well, because I'm here on a journey of self-discovery, and I want to discover the source within me. That's what I want. And since there are no examples of that, only example I have is my experiences of living in times of alignment. And in those times of alignment, I know things are always working out. In those times of alignment, I see synchronicities all over the place. In those times of alignment, I feel the inspiration. And I know that I'm being guided every step of the way. So I'm going to trust in the universe. I'm not going to be in fear. And I'm going to go forward in 2023 with a zest for life that I never had before. And I can have absolute faith that if I'm in alignment with this new approach to life of love and acceptance, then everything will work out for me. So was that practical enough? Or would you like to make a list of things to do? It's your choice. Let's just keep your vibration high and love and acceptance and stop trying to control and work through the fear if I have inspired to do something. How would you describe keeping your vibration high? Well, to me, it's, it's, it's interesting. I feel a lot of pressure being awake because I know I'm creating my reality through my beliefs and my thoughts and what I say and my intention. So on days when I drop into fear and crying because I'm scared, I feel a lot of pressure like, oh, I need to stop thinking this way. I don't want to, you know, I need to come up with a plan B because I live in a 3D world. What if I can't pay the mortgage, la da la da. But then I'm like, okay, Jewel, you need to really be focused and, you know, give it up to God, surrender. So it's, it's releasing a lot of the programming. And, and so, you know, it's waking up in the morning, I'm glass half full, staying in gratitude and setting my intentions, and then being quiet and still and see what my higher self is going to give me for an intuitive hit. Exactly. 
we can sense in the vibration of the words you're saying and the intention with which you are saying them that you are using this idea of a high vibration to control your reality. Yes. Everyone does it. Everyone who starts to awaken to realize there is something more going on here. Gary did it for years. I'm going to use this law of attraction stuff to get my money back. And that's just control. If you leave it up to God, well, then you'd have to perceive that God is outside of you. That's a limited perspective. It's not a bad perspective. It's not wrong at all. But there is no one out there that is making things happen for you. You get to create whatever experience you want. But you create it not from your actions, not from your decisions, not from your choices, not from things that have happened in the past, not from your experiences, but from your simple perception of yourself within your own reality. That's your vibration. You can't lie about that vibration. You can't offer the nice words and nice smiley face and put cherry on top of everything just to control it. It has to be true. It has to be your actual perception of yourself. So there are billions of perceptions that you can have of yourself in every area of your life. You can perceive that you're a good person. You can perceive that you're kind. You can perceive that you're flawed. You can perceive that things are happening to you. You can perceive that you need things that you don't have. You can perceive that you're outside of God or that you're outside of man. Or you can perceive that you are the creator of your reality, that you are at two places at one time. Well, you're not really at two places, but that's the perception of physical reality. There's the physical self that's observing and and engaging and experiencing life. And there's the non-physical you that is you that's existing in a higher perspective. There is no illusion. So part of you, the one that we're talking to now, is fully immersed in the illusion with a peekaboo into a possible reality where there is the non-physical involved in physical reality. And then there's the non-physical version of you that does not see the illusion and can see exactly what's happening and why you're having experiences and why you want these experiences. Now, if you were going to experience a lack of a job for two months and a little bit of hardship paying your bills and a little bit of fear of not knowing what's to come, that would lead you with that fear maybe to ask for help for the first time or maybe to recklessly apply for jobs that are above you or beneath you or maybe to engage with the universe in a brand new way, in a way that you haven't done before. You see, you can come to a point of awakening and you can raise your perspective and the universe will throw at you the same reality, the same conditions and the same manifestation events. Are you reacting differently now? Have you really raised your perspective? Have you really changed your opinion of yourself in your reality? Or are you sugarcoating it? This is what's happening for everyone who's at this stage. The reality doesn't shift just because you have nice words. The reality doesn't shift just because you are looking at positive aspects, although that is an awesome first start. It doesn't shift when you're still offering the same amount of control. But when you look at something that you once thought was bad or wrong in a new way, from a new perspective, from the perspective that I'm no longer the victim, 
and you react in less fear or in even joy to it. When you have a negative emotion, but then you look at it and say, oh, that negative emotion is simply a sign of a limiting belief. I'm glad that I got to see this limiting belief. I'm going to process this limiting belief and prove it's false. I'm going to watch more information. I'm going to take a course. I'm going to talk to people who are in the same elevated journey that I'm on. And I'm going to start to realize that I was never the victim. I'm just going to start to look at myself from a slightly higher perspective and react a little bit differently. Oh, new reflection based on that. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe in three weeks. You're going to go through this process from being laid off at your job and having a time of going through the holidays and seeing everyone else out shopping and buying things and feeling the emotion of that, maybe feeling a little victimhood, but thinking in a new way. This happened for a reason. It is perfect. It is setting me up for everything I truly want. Everything I truly want. I am so thankful this happened for me, not to me. Not to try to trick the universe into thinking that you've changed your perspective, but in actually changing your perspective, practicing it, thinking about it in a new way. You see, how you feel about yourself cannot be lied to yourself. You cannot deceive yourself. You can deceive others all you like. But how you feel about yourself is always going to be your vibration. And the universe will react based in the momentum of your vibration and based in the actual change of your behavior now that you have a new perspective. Because you see, when you raise your perspective of yourself, you don't have access to the choices, decisions, and actions that you had at a lower perspective. There's nothing you can do. You actually raise your perspective, and now there's all kinds of different choices, decisions, and actions based in the higher perspective. This is what is happening here. This is how you create your reality. This is how the reflection changes to show you back your perspective. That's all you can do is change that perspective. Now, you've already done a marvelous amount, but you're still holding on to a little bit of control because you're in fear of something bad happening to you. You still have this belief system that says bad things can happen to me. I see them happen to everyone else. It happens all the time. Bad things happened to me in the past. Oh, no. No bad thing really happened to you. You had an experience and you chose to label it. That's fine. That's part of this process. That's what led you here. Now that you're here, now that you're thinking things in a new way, you can't go back. You can't say, oh, I have to put aside this airy, fairy, rainbows and unicorns way of looking at life, Pollyanna. I have to be practical. I have to be serious. I have to protect myself from bad and wrong. Yes, that is a way of thinking. That is a way of thinking that all humans who ascend on this awakening process to discover who they truly are have to deal with. Everyone has to go through exactly what you're going through. No one gets to make $10 million and then sit back and say, oh, I'll just think nice things about everything and my life is perfect. That's not how it works because that would offer no real change. The real change is getting there in the nitty gritty of the illusion of 3D reality and standing up for yourself and saying, yes, this is an illusion. I'm buying into it. I have a mental construct. I have a belief system, but I am changing that belief system because this information resonates with me. 
I am not doing this any longer to create a better reality. What I'm doing now is seeing my current reality as perfect for me. And then you just go through the process. You go through this process. This is a process of practice. It's like going to the gym and working out. At first in the gym, you feel uncomfortable. Everyone's looking at you. You feel out of place. And then you get to work. And then you have experiences. And then you get to practice that muscle of seeing it from a higher perspective. Won't take a long time for you at all. You are right there. You have a very high perspective. Things will work out. And then you'll look back three months from now, and you'll say, Joshua was right. Every single thing worked out perfectly to get where I am now, and I wouldn't change it for anything. Excellent question. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. I have a question. Daryl. So um, we're the creators, and we're all connected. And so we want to help each other and spread joy and happiness. How is an effective way of doing that? I know that we're, we're, you shouldn't do control for outcomes, but can you donate anonymously and not expect, and, and what's an effective way to spread joy and happiness? And also one last thing is that right now, a lot of us are doing like group prayers for peace and for this person to aid. Is that effective? Does that actually help when groups send meditation ways to help a cause, a positive cause? We'll start with your second question first, because it's a brilliant question. If you personally think anyone else on earth needs your help, you are coming from a vibration of fear. That vibration of fear has no power, not at all. If you enjoy or passionate, it fills you up with love. When you offer help or assistance or love, to anyone or anything, and that fills you with joy, that feeling of joy, when you feel that in your entire body, in every cell of your body, you are adding to the mass consciousness, the mass consciousness. You can aim it, if all you like, at one person, if it gives you joy, but it goes to the mass consciousness and it's available to everyone. That's beneficial. So you know here that if you feel joy, if you feel love, if you feel satisfaction, if you feel empowered, if it makes you personally feel good, you feel the goodness in your entire body, that is beneficial. But you can get a thousand people together and see one person is going through cancer and everyone get together and hold hands and pray. If you enjoy holding hands and praying with those people because it's camaraderie and you're together and it's you really enjoy the people, that's of benefit not to that person, but to the whole entire planet. Now that person, of course, has access, but it's all based in their perspective anyway. Why do they have the cancer? Why are they in the situation? It's a gift for them. If you're looking at the greatest gift in the world, this cancer that they have as a bad thing, that's not gonna be of any benefit to anyone. That's reducing the vibration of the entire area and your friend who has the cancer can pick up on that and say, oh, I'm." I'm a victim, I caught this thing, it's unfair. No, if that person can understand that that was a gift to show them that their perception of themselves was a bit off for a long time, that's beneficial. Everything you should do should be as fun, as enjoyable, as wonderful, as fulfilling for you personally. 
You are a beacon, a energy supply, an energy transmitter. You are either transmitting fear into the mass consciousness, which is weak, or you're transmitting love, which is very powerful. So you get energy transmitter where you are, and maybe across town there's another one, and maybe there's another one on the other side of town, and the three of you are providing enough love energy for your entire city, generating a consciousness that's available to anyone whose perspective is high enough to reach it. It's dripping down. Or you could link up with others all over the world. And the energy of actually feeling joy and feeling love and living life that makes you happy, that makes you excited, that's unimaginable for you personally, that's how you aid everyone else. If it excites you to give $100 anonymously, if that makes you feel love in every cell of your body, then that's what you should do. If you think that you should be doing it because the people are less fortunate than you, you're not understanding the whole system of physical reality. The whole system of physical reality is designed to give everyone everything they need and nothing they don't need. If someone is going through a hard time and they are allowing themselves to have a higher perspective by saying, well, there's a lot of generous people around, maybe some will give you money, then they may be the recipient of some donation from somewhere. But generally, if they're saying all the rich people are bad and no one cares about me and no one cares that I'm homeless or whatever, that no one loves me, well, they have a vibration of that. And so their experience has to be that. You could pour money on them and they would just light it on fire. It wouldn't affect their reality whatsoever. You could take that person who feels like a victim, give them a mansion, pay for the rest of their life, and their life would be just as miserable or even more miserable. Everyone is getting everything they need for the experience that they need to have. Now, they all have access to higher perspectives if they choose, but why would they choose that? They are interested in discovering who they're not so that they can come to discover who they are in the future. Everyone has to go to a period of discovering who they're not. If you are a source living a human body, if you knew you were a source the whole time, you would have no ascension, none of that thrill of ascension. So you go through a period where you don't know who you are and you don't believe that you're any good and you don't realize that you're the creator of the universe. You go through this period and then you say, aha, that gave me joy. That made me feel love. That was satisfying. That was interesting. I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do anything. I can be, have, and do anything. Not because I'm a special human being, not because I'm lucky or fortunate, not because I was born into a good family, not because I happen to live in North America. I can do anything because essentially I'm source. Now, what do I do as source? I'm source, the whole system is designed to benefit my journey to discover I'm source. So I don't have to do anything. I have to just be source, have that perspective of source, and I'll be guided to every unimaginable experience that conforms with this perspective of me as source. Or I can have the perspective of me as victim, of me as not source, and have every experience that aligns with that perspective. There's no right or wrong way. It's just, what do you, Daryl, choose for you? So if it gives you joy, 
and you're not trying to change anyone else's conditions or fix any problems because everything is perfect, then do that. But don't feel guilty for not doing it because if you do not feel joy, it is useless, completely useless, a waste of time, something you should not be doing if you are choosing to increase your perspective day after day after day. What gives you joy? What is satisfying to you? What is the feeling of joy? What is that in the moment? We promise you it's one thing, acting on inspiration. Because from your perspective now, you're making choices and decisions based in who you think you are in your reality. However, you're getting inspiration based on who you truly are. And that's leading you step by step by step through experiences, some you think are good, some think you think are bad, to become more authentic, more of who you truly are, more source-like. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Who's next? Joshua, I always remember you say it's important to have fun, right? So I wonder, how does this work in romantic relationship? Because with the person I was dating lately, we had so much fun making love. I'm a tantra teacher, so it's also an expertise of mine. So I enjoy it. But as soon as we move out of bed, the, the things were getting triggered. And uh, I was like, oh, I wish this man will know like about Joshua teaching because um, I'm in Italy now. And also in Mexico where I travel, usually there are not so many people aware of, uh, you know, the victimhood and of this kind of teaching. And so I'm asking myself, so if I'm having fun, mostly staying in bed with this person, uh, is it possible that also we can have an expansion in life that's basically just making love all day? Because that's that's where I find myself having more fun. I'm 36. I don't know if it's the hormones or just, uh, you know, if, if I have to look into my astrology reading and yoga teaching, I had fun, but now I'm having more fun like this. So Excellent. Excellent. We have the vibration of your question perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> if you can bring the joy of sex to every aspect of your life, if you can be tantric in every aspect of your life, if you could have that perspective of yourself, not of anyone else, but just yourself in every aspect of your life, you would enjoy every aspect of your life exactly as much as you enjoy sex. You see, while you're having sex, you're possibly lost in the feeling of it, you feel good, you perceive that your partner is doing everything right, you have joy in giving joy to your partner, you are allowing yourself to feel everything, you are enjoying the feelings, you are labeling the feelings as good, you are labeling yourself as good, you are judging everything as good and right. Get out of bed, that judgment kicks in, your judgment, not to do with anyone else. There is nothing that your partner could do outside of bed that could make you feel different than you feel in bed. Not possible. You're choosing to react to behaviors as good or bad. You're choosing to see yourself as a victim outside of bed. Inside of bed, you're seeing yourself as a creator of your reality. Outside of bed, you're seeing yourself as a victim. You are choosing to see this. Now that's fine because that's the experience that you want to have. You want to have this juxtaposition of the two feelings and the two emotions and the two ways of being so that you could bring it all together and realize that every moment can be fun. Why isn't it fun if your partner is being a victim? Because you think they should be different than they are. For you to feel good, they have to be different than they are. That's not true. 
That's your perception of yourself. I am not the creator of my reality because I would not create this guy who's in a bad mood when he's not in bed. I would create someone who's in a good mood all the time. But of course, you would be changing the mirror because you want to create a mirror that always reflects back good to you instead of changing your perception of yourself. So you have two choices. You can label something as good or bad. That's your choice. You have labeled sex as good. Excellent. You can have so much fun in bed. Excellent. You know how many people have so much fun in bed? Not that many. So you have this aspect of life that you can really enjoy. You can really enjoy eating too. You can really enjoy exercising. You can really enjoy traveling. You can really enjoy engaging at whatever level you want to with every other human on earth if you choose to see them as perfect and see yourself as perfect as well. But if you see yourself as flawed, if you see them as flawed, you're going to feel negative emotion. Why? Because your inner self is giving you guidance saying, no, this is not true. There is no imperfection. You are drifting away from the alignment or the perception of reality that is true, your inner self's perception of reality. You are a gift to the world, and yet you are wanting to change the world. Now, you would never want to change the world from a non-physical perspective. And that's why no one in the non-physical changes, comes down and changes anything that's bad or wrong, because they do not see bad or wrong. They see perfection. You have a hurricane that blows through, that's perfection. You have an earthquake over here that destroys buildings and kills people, that's perfection. You see, God's not coming in and stopping any of this. God is allowing it to happen because God understands the perfection. Now, for you to see that, that's up to you. That's your choice. That's everyone's choice. And some people will not believe that. Why? Because they want to have some control. They want to say an earthquake and a hurricane are bad because that gives them a sense of, well, if I think it's bad, then maybe I'll, I'll stop it from coming. But do you notice that when people see a hurricane come through, they just say, well, that's nature. Nothing we can do about that. But if they see a mass shooting, they say, oh, we could stop that. We have some control. But of course, they can't control that. There is no control over that. Mm -hmm. It's no difference than a hurricane. So you get to choose what you want to control. In your case, you notice that you're not doing too much control in the bedroom. But you're doing a lot of control outside the bedroom. And this is where everyone, not just you, this is where everyone gets stuck in this new perception of reality. You want to drop control, allow everything to be perfect, not judge one thing as perfect and one thing is not perfect or one thing is good and one thing is bad or one thing is better and one thing is worse. You want to see everything as perfect as you can. Now, you never will. You never will. But this is the idea. The idea that's fundamentally underlying everything is perfection. The judgment of imperfection is where I get caught up, where I get negative emotion from. And so I'm always seeking the perfection, seeking the perfection. Well, doesn't it make sense that can't work? If the underlying system is perfect, everyone, everything, every moment, everything is perfect, all fitting within a system of perfection, to then go off and chase perfection outside of that can't happen. It's like a fish. Where's the water? Where's the water? I got to find water. I'm thirsty. Where is the water? I can't find any water. You're surrounded by water. It's perfect. 
So to perceive that you're dying of thirst when you're a fish in water is to perceive imperfection when you're a human in a perfect system. Instead of trying to chase that perfection or wish it was different, you can pay attention to what you prefer. What you prefer is fun. Make everything fun. Fun is perfectly aligned with the perception of your inner self. This is a playground. It's designed for fun. This is given to you to have any experience you want. You are always choosing the experience. You're always choosing to not be treated well outside of the bedroom, not be treated as you think you should be treated, not to be respected, not to be cared for, not to be abundant, not to be free. You're probably one of the most free people in the world, but you still have limitations about freedom. You're probably one of the most abundant people in the world, but you still have limiting beliefs around money and lack and security and all these things. Your perspective is already incredibly high, but you're looking off in a direction that is not aligned with your inner self. This is why you have these two areas of your life. So you can see the dichotomy between the two. One area is so fabulous Mm -hmm. and the other areas aren't. Why is that? Because it's your personal perception of reality. Excellent question. Who's next? Joshua, thank you for sharing with us today. I have a a question. Emma. Um, When we hear that other people um, have their own choice and their own kind of path through life, but we really see see them in so much pain and suffering, even we know that is good for them. Well, we don't know that it's good for them and we don't know they're in pain or suffering. You have no possible way of knowing what they feel. You have no possible way of knowing what they're perceiving. You don't even know if when they're looking at the sky, they see the same color blue that you see. You have no possible way of knowing anything about anyone else ever. So remove your attention from them. You are putting your feet in their shoes, but you have no way of doing that. You see, you're doing it from your perception reality. Oh, I wouldn't personally not want to be there. Why would you not want to be there? Because if you were in that situation, it would be weird. It would feel bad because you're highly emotional sensitive and you're not going to be in that situation. You are looking at yourself as a victim when you put yourself in the shoes of others that you perceive are going through victimhood. What they're going through, they're well equipped to go through. They have everything they need. There's no mistakes. There are no mistakes. Now, when someone else is going through something, it's their perception of it that makes it painful or not. They could go through anything in pure joy. So could you, so could all of you, so could everyone listening on this call later date. You can go through any situation in pure joy, any situation. There are no, you can be bitten by a shark and go through that situation in joy. And most people actually do. It's not till later when they start thinking about how unlucky they were, do they feel pain? In the moment, no pain. Sort of exciting, actually. A little bit of fear, but the fear is based on the survival instinct. Mostly it's interesting and exciting and it's a hell of a story to tell. Or you get over it, you lost your arm and you say, woe is me, I was attacked by a random shark because bad things happened to me. Not true at all. Now, what you're going to experience is what you're gonna experience. The choices, decisions, and actions that are available to you come by your perspective, how you see yourself in your reality. If you see yourself separate, individual, as a victim, where you perceive other things and other conditions can make you feel something, 
then that perspective, which is limited and very common, is going to lead to judgment of wrong and bad. Even when you're doing well, you're going to worry about the future because you're perceiving yourself from a limited perspective. If you raise that perspective and said, I'm the creator of my reality, don't know how that works exactly yet, but I'm leaning into this idea and I'm looking forward to learning more about it. I am going to change my relationship to fear. Why do I fear something? Because I think it's going to bring negative emotion. I look at some, someone else suffering and that gives me fear. So I can look at it from a different perspective. They're going through their experience for them to understand themselves better. That allows me to feel better myself. If I am having an experience, it's for my benefit. Always, 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 100% of the time. I can see that benefit if I slow down and look at it in the moment. Or five years from now, I'll see the benefit. I can, I can be struggling and suffering, but see the benefit. Gary lost all his money in 2008. Looks back at it now, best thing that ever happened to him. Thrilled that it happened. And his life improved from that. Didn't get worse. Improved. He didn't think it was going to improve. He thought the only way to improve is he made more money, not less money. It spectacularly, possibly the most improvement of any human being that's ever existed. He could not imagine saying that at some point, but that's exactly what happens. After a bit of time goes by, if you're at the higher perspective, you can see the perfection. A couple of years ago, he realized his life was perfect. It just came to him. Oh my God, my life has always been perfect for me. Those times where he faced manifestation events, sure, that wasn't fun, but that's only because his perspective at the time was limited. Now he sees every situation, why everything happened exactly as it did. It makes so much sense to him because his perspective has gotten higher and he's gotten all this clarity. So all of you are going through this process. You're shifting the way you perceive reality. You perceive reality, every single one of you did, as a victim at some point, thinking things happened to you. That led you to this information. Now you're choosing a new perception of reality, a new perception of yourself, a new way of looking at how physical reality works, a new way of looking at why you're here. You see, this is part of the process. So when you're in the middle of it and you say, okay, well, really, the reason I got to this information was to fix my life, to get more stuff, to get more control. Oh, yeah, that doesn't work. What works is realizing the truth, the truth of who you are. Now, you're not going to believe the truth. We could tell you the truth of who you are. We could tell you every single aspect of you. We could tell you every detail of who you truly are. You won't believe it because you forgot. So you're in the process of remembering. But no one can tell you. You have to go on that journey. And every experience on that journey that you have is going to give you more information. Every experience is there to lead you to the understanding of who you truly are. Not as Emma the human, but as source, as Emma the aspect of source, as Emma source itself, as Emma the creator of her own reality, as Emma as part of the mass consciousness of this planet, as part of God, as one with all that is, as all that is. You see, you don't believe it, but imagine if you did. Imagine if that's what you knew. Well, your life would be unimaginable. It'd be spectacular. It'd be new. It'd be great in every area. 
but it might look exactly the same. What changes? How you feel. Confidence, clarity, understanding, everything's perfect. No worries about the future, no regrets about the past. Living in the moment, thrilled with life. So that's what you truly want. What you think you want is to change conditions. So do you, do you have, in terms of compassion, if when you're looking at others or a family member that's really going through a tough time that we know is right for them, but how do you kind of have then compassion if you know that that is for them? How do you kind of handle that in, in the 3D? Why would you want compassion? Why would you want to give them compassion? To try and help them feel better. To help you feel better. You see, you don't feel good looking at someone you love going through something or even some stranger going through something. You don't feel good. You want them to be different than they are so you can feel good. That's the only reason. So have compassion with yourself. Yes, I'm looking at them and I, I'm forgetting that they're the creator of the reality too. And they just don't look like it. I'm forgetting I'm the creator of my reality. If I was the creator of my reality, I would snap my fingers and give them everything they needed and set them on their way. You've probably heard stories of people falling into money and giving relatives money. And does that help much? Not at all. Not at all. Does it help a thing? It creates more separation. The only reason they give them their money is because they don't want them to keep asking or they feel bad for them or they feel guilty for having the money in the first place. They're trying to remove or satisfy their own negative emotion through the use of money. That's why a lot of you don't have money because you would be giving it away to people who do not need it. And it would be making your relationship with them worse. The reason you want to have compassion is to solve your negative emotion. However, you are naturally compassionate. Now, to be the most compassionate person is to understand that they need nothing from you. If you interfered with them, if you gave them some unsolicited advice, do you think that would help them at all? Of course not. It would, it would alienate you from them. So you want to realize, sure, I'm feeling negative emotion when I look at them. I understand that in this moment, I am drifting from the perception of reality of my inner self. Have compassion for yourself. If you have compassion for yourself, then you'll get the clarity to see everything else is working out perfectly. And then maybe you'll have inspiration. Now, if you follow that inspiration, it feels good to you. No matter how it lands on anyone else, that's for you. That experience is for you. Could be a manifestation event. Could be the most wonderful experience that you've ever had. Gary was invited one time somehow to serve Thanksgiving to migrant workers in, in Florida. And he didn't really want to go, and it wasn't really satisfying. It wasn't really a thing, but he thought he should go. But when he went, he realized that naturally within him is this ability to serve others, naturally. And it gave him joy. And he realized when he went through that experience, that experience was not for the people who seemed to have less than him, and not to relieve his guilt for having more than them, but for having the experience of serving others. Now, that was great within him. And he's had a lot of experiences like that, many in his life, and realizes that this is what gives him joy. Not to fix or solve anyone else, but simply be of service. If the people respond, that's great. He doesn't need them to respond. And if they don't, that's fine too. But just to be in that expression of service is something that's natural to him, it's natural to all of you. But by trying to fix and solve problems of the world, of those around, sure, if there is someone who comes up to you and wants some money, give them, give them 10 bucks. 
that's fine. That can feel good. If you feel like spending a day handing out $100 bills to homeless people, if that makes you feel good, great. But if you think you're doing it to solve any problems, there are no problems to solve. So you're spinning your wheels there. doesn't do anything. Compassion, kindness, obviously, that's essential to who you truly are. But back it up. Why? Because it makes you feel good. It feels good to you. It's part of who you are. It aligns with who you truly are. It aligns with the perception of yourself as your inner self has of you. That's why it feels good. Anything feels bad, just a judgment based on victimhood and control. Thank you. Excellent. We have time for one silly question. This has to be the silliest question of all of 2022 so that we go into 2023 with no more silly questions. Let's get the last silly question that's ever going to be asked in the history of the universe out of the way so we can be very serious about 2023. Who's got the silly question? I got this. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) I got the silliest question ever. Excellent. Uh, Does a fart have consciousness? It depends on what you're labeling as a fart. So if the fart is your neighbor, yes. But if the fart is just passing gas, then no. Consciousness is in all things, but awareness is something that you're really thinking about. There is a consciousness to this planet, but the awareness is more over a period of time, more of a feeling of complete love, satisfaction, confidence, joy, but not very aware. Now imagine throwing awareness into any consciousness. What would happen if you threw awareness into a consciousness? Well, in this reality as on earth, you would have a element of fear in there. So the more aware you are, the more fear is actually a a tangible thing for you. Of course, it's still the illusion, but with greater awareness comes a greater sense of the illusion. The more aware you are, the more you fear that which could do you some harm until you get to a certain level, a certain perspective. Once you get out of that perspective of the 3D physical reality that you're in and combine that with an awareness of the non-physical where there is no fear, guess what happens? The fear is diluted. You raise in dimensions closer and closer and closer to the non-physical where there is no fear. So as you become more aware of yourself as a spiritual being living in a physical illusion, the fear is reduced. As the awareness now incorporates or expands to incorporate the non-physical, the fear is less tangible. And so if you think about an awareness, you might say, okay, we have a mountain or the tree. The tree is conscious. Certainly you can say that the tree is conscious, maybe not that rock over there or that moon over there, but you know the tree's living. And so it's easier leap to say the tree's consciousness. Is the tree in fear? No, because the tree is not aware in the same way that you're aware. The tree does not really know it's a tree, care how long it lives, has any any of this facility. The tree is connected, not disconnected. 
The tree is part of the forest, not separate from the forest. The tree is part of nature, part of the earth, part of this physical thing that's going on here, but not aware of any separation whatsoever. Now you're looking at a cow, a cow's in a herd. A cow feels part of the herd, part of nature, part of the environment. A cow may spot a lion coming around or a bear coming around, but other than those times, there's no fear because the cow is not that aware. Now you go into a human and a human who does not understand itself other than this physical thing feels separate. The feeling of separation is the fear. As the human becomes more understanding of its nature in a spiritual sense, it becomes more connected. It sees itself from a higher perspective. It realizes itself in a new way. And that allows the human to opt out of this fear. Once it's opt out of this fear, it can fart all it likes without any fear of rejection. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thank, Thank you, Joshua. Joshua. Happy Happy Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for being here and have a Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, especially the last question was really funny. Um, so you got to think about now how you're going to prepare yourself for 2023. I would suggest meditating. There's some free meditations on uh, the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Uh, that's really the best way to get started because you really realize that you're not making up thoughts in your brain. You're attracting thoughts. And meditation helps you to organize those thoughts or to let them flow or realize what they are. Uh, most of our thoughts are very limiting, so we need to sort of move past that, and the best way to do that is meditation. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me about anything, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and remember to leave a review on this uh, podcast and share it with your friends and do all that stuff you do. Thanks again for being here, and have a happy new year. We'll see you next year. Bye.